0: the PFC Entertainment Network, or any of the affiliates that make this show possible. This show has also been rated M for mature audiences only. Bueller. Bueller. And this baby hits 88 miles per hour. You're going to see some serious... Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Ooh.
1: Oh, Inconceivable! He's slimy. Get to the chopper! Yeah. Nobody can stay here. I'll be back. Wax on. Wax off. Go ahead. Make my day. Sweep the leg.
0: I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum.
1: Don't mess with a bull, young man. You'll get the horns.
0: This is Power Trippin' Through the 80s with Jason Klaus and Sean Grudel on the PFC Entertainment Network. Hello everybody, welcome to Power Trippin' Through the 80s here on the PFC Entertainment Network along with Sean Grugel, I'm Jason Klaus, we certainly appreciate you tuning in this week as we do each and every week and um, let's just get the formalities out of the way, good to see you my friend, Um, how's things in your neck of the woods as we come into what is this, the... This would be the third week. We're coming into the third week of the month. Or is this, not
1: second week of the month? When it drops, yeah, it'll be the second week of the month. So things are good, man. Uh, in two days, this show drops what, on Wednesday? Correct. The day this show drops, the contractors will be showing up to my house to fix my shitter upstairs. So, something wrong with the shitter. Well, we're getting a new shitter, a new bathtub. You know, giving the whole bathroom. Oh, the remodel
0: starting to happen. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha.
1: So, then then uh, that same day I go find out. I, I went and had more blood work done today. Yay me. I feel like a god dang human pincushion as much blood as they're taking out of me. I go Wednesday to find out if the medication's working to get rid of my issue. So, um. Maybe say a prayer or two for the old old fat guy here. Well, hopefully things uh th- things are moving in the right direction.
0: Yeah, certainly. We uh look, you you've been pretty open and honest about um you know within reason. You're you're not putting all of your stuff out on you know for the public, but you've you've made mention a couple of times um the different challenges that you are enduring. And uh, we are certainly all pulling for you and, and hoping for the absolute best. But the remodel, dude, like any time I hear anybody has something being remodeled or something along these lines, especially when we're talking about bathrooms and you start messing around with the plumbing and all that stuff. Now, full disclosure, I can do plumbing. I'm pretty decent at it. But it doesn't mean I I like it, and it doesn't mean I want to do it for a full-time job. But anytime I hear the word remodel, I'm thinking the first thing is, number one, the movie The Money Pit. And number two, uh, how many months is this going to take before that project is completed? Do they have an an estimated uh, end date for this? Yeah,
1: I, I about fell over when they told me this. Uh, they started on the fifteenth, and they should be done by the sixteenth. What? <laughs> just what I just said. Uh, this company I went with—they prefab everything before they bring it into the house.
0: So, okay, well, that's a big damn deal. So yeah. I, I can, I can understand that. I can appreciate that. Um, okay. So, yeah, I mean, if, if everything is prefabricated and they're essentially just bringing it in to put it in place and screw it down or whatever, not necessarily screwing it down, but you know what, what I'm saying.
1: Uh, well, there's going to be quite a bit of plumbing involved because we're going from a handicap accessible shower to uh, a full tub and shower. So they got to replace that spine. I'm having a toilet replaced, and all the plumbing for the toilet replaced. So, but not of the drainage or anything like that. So, God willing, the water bills out here in Holly are expensive enough. If as it is, if we spring a leak, well, I might have to take out a second mortgage on the house just to pay the damn water bill.
0: Yeah, you know that reminds me, and this is one one of my favorite stories. Whenever that I tell people when they talk to me about uh, home repair and things of this nature, because. You know, if you know me, you know well enough to know that I did apartment maintenance for a long, for a long time uh, before I got into uh, where I'm at now. And uh, one of my favorite stories that I tell people, and I will remember this for the rest of my life, is you called me early, early, early one morning because you were living in, a, a, I believe it was in another part of town. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> your shower, the shower knobs had broke and hot water would not shut off. And you had hot water coming nonstop. And I remember going over there and uh, have we wound up replacing the manifold. Uh, if you know, I'm not gonna go into specifics as to what a manifold is. If you know, you know. Um, I had never replaced one by myself like that, and especially in a structure like that. And um, I remember walking in there, dude, and like your your whole place felt like a fucking sauna. Because yeah. of all the hot water that then you just could not turn it off until well, you know, we found the shutoff valves underneath or what have you. You went in and shut it off, we replaced the valve, not not another issue. So when you said something like yeah, we're getting our bathrooms remodeled. I'm like, "Fuck, here we go." <laughs> well,
1: what was so funny about that house was we woke up in the middle of the night. We thought someone broke into the house and was taking a shower. That's what, and, that's what it was. Yeah, it just and it just started out of nowhere. Like it it exploded. Like the pressure built up so high that my shower exploded. So it was crazy for sure. But the good news is. As if they're done on the sixteenth, which would be Thursday, right? Yep. means I will be fully available on the seventeenth for the Klaus and Q show on on TV.
0: so absolutely, we are so looking forward to this. i I talked to Q last night as a matter of fact, uh, a little bit because uh, you know we we work at the same place and um I, I don't get a tremendous amount of time to sit down with him while we're at our shoot job. Um, but that's the cool thing about he and I is we don't need a lot of prep, much like with you and me. Like, we know what we're talking about, but we don't have notes here. I mean, I I found a list. We'll get to it in a moment.
1: Oh, the damn, you say. <laughs>
0: um, but there's not a lot a, a lot of prop especially with... This Friday's episode where we will be discussing and previewing the Survivor Series and this is shaping up to be a um, very interesting card a lot of anticipation there's a lot of people who are uh, who have expectations as to what's going to happen and I feel like if it doesn't happen or if it does the internet is going to be a buzz on the night of November the twenty-fifth, which is the night of the pay-per-view or the PLE premium live event, if you will. Um, Q and I will be joined by Sean and Brian Bolf, and we will be breaking this card down. And you can see it exclusively. It's beginning at six p.m. over on ONTV's Facebook page. Just look for facebook.com/forward slash Orion. On TV, six o'clock, the Klaus and Q show. We hope you will join us. Um, and before we get into the uh, topic at hand this week, I want to take a moment or two, if I could, Sean. And uh, uh, I want to. Uh, I look. I haven't. I haven't been able to. Uh, I haven't. I haven't been able to uh, be as invested with the network as I need to be. And it's on my accord. It's 100% on my accord. Um, you know, my priority, and I'll, and I'll be honest with you, here, my priority is getting my house situated, my family settled, and things of this nature. That's priority. That takes precedent, right? So, and, and because of that, my obligations to the network have been seemingly, and on the surface, of, appears to have been pushed to the wayside. That is not the case. Um, I I say that to say I I haven't had like I haven't done the flagship show in a couple of weeks, you know, and um, but I wanted to make sure that this one got on the air. Heat vent gets on the air. Um, And we need to get Say What and The Real Podcast back on track here. That's 100% on me. Um, But then life happens. And life will throw you instances and it will will throw you curveballs to put life in perspective as to what is truly important. And I say that to say this. Uh, if you know my story, you know I ran, I owned and performed in the Michigan Wrestling Organization for 28 years before I suspended operations last year. And, um, you know, in that time, I worked with people from all walks of life. I, wa- I worked with men, women. I worked with people who were black and white. Um, just... Every every conceivable stereotype or whatever you want to call it, like I, they have walked through the doors of the MWO, and uh, when you get word that uh, one of your alumni or uh, a former roster member is not doing well, then obviously it has my attention, and uh, unfortunately. We lost a uh, very bright, a very um, smart, very funny, uh, very passionate member of the MWO family here last week, uh, Chaz Irwin, who performed as Chaz Valdez here in the MWO, um, passed away and uh, it wasn't without a fight sean uh he had uh, he had been uh, diagnosed with leukemia wound up beating at once and uh then it came back with the vengeance and uh it wound up unfortunately it, it was too much for him to kick out of this time and uh you know bless his heart man he did the best he could to keep people you know kind of updated On his Facebook page, as to what was going on, and uh, selfishly, I thought I had more time. I didn't realize how fast things were deteriorating for him. uh, Up until I saw that, like it was one of his last posts, and there was a picture of himself, and you could really see the the physical toll that this this was taking on him. And uh, I had woken up uh, the the other day, and uh, with the sad news that he had passed, and I, I went to my Facebook page and wrote kind of a tribute uh, to him. Uh, I don't know what you, how much time you got to spend with him, Sean during during our time in the MWO, but he's definitely he was definitely one of those guys that made an indelible impression on me, on a lot of the boys, and uh, especially with our our fan base, uh, so I wanted to take a moment here and uh, acknowledge his passing and say thank you for his contributions and and his, uh, you know, to his friends, his family, his fans. Uh, it wasn't just wrestling, he was involved in, he was, you know, on stage as an actor, musician, very, very promising musician, and uh, we just wanted to take a moment here and, and uh, say a few words for Chaz. Did you know him very well?
1: I didn't know him very well. I just knew him uh, socially through the MWO. Um, but, you know, he had his own friends and agenda. You know, I, I gave him advice where I could. Uh, you know, he, he, he was, you know, for lack of a better term, a, a good kid. You know, I didn't have a bad thing to say about him uh it's just it's just a shame how quick uh, something like leukemia or a cancer can take a person away from us i mean he uh very much the same thing that took General Stave from us and uh you know i i could really go off on a tangent you know levi went off on a tangent on this a little while ago so i'm not gonna do it again but uh you know uh Thinking about uh, Chaz's family right now, uh, you know, um, send all the well wishes I can to him, and you know, we 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 just know that he's, you know, he fought one hell of a fight. And he's just not in the amount of pain that he was in anymore, and you know, rest in peace, Chaz. You know, uh, no 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 funny sayings going on here. No, you know, uh, realisms right. <laughs> happening here. If you know what I mean, I mean Chaz was a you know, he he, he was a good person. So, you know, rest in peace, Chaz. Absolutely.
0: Could not have said that better. Um, and it's, you know, it's hard to make a transition from something like that to what we're here to talk about this week, because here on this week, we are going to expand on a previous episode, one of the earlier episodes in which case, uh, you just mentioned the general, uh, was, uh, on that particular show where we discussed the music of the 1980s and along that conversation we started we we kind of tiptoed or kind of danced around the the concept of the music video and more specifically the umbrella of mtv and what a big damn deal that that was so here this week we are going to discuss our favorite music videos of the 1980s now when you think of that i look back at kind of like a timeline sean from 1981 when mtv launched to 1989 which was the end of the decade um you can see a dramatic improvement or shift in presentation in how music videos were shot and how they were presented, and how elaborate they got. Because, I mean, some of them, you know, these were full-blown production mini-movies, i.e. Michael Jackson's Thriller. But then you start and you go back to, was it August 1st, 1981, that MTV launched? That sounds about right. I I feel like that was the day. And the first music video ever played on MTV was?
1: The Buggles, Radio Killed... The videos, our video killed a radio star. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, and then it launched an entire era, you know. And you you think back of some of the most iconic scenes in the 1980s. A lot of those um, come from music videos, not necessarily from TV shows, not necessarily from movies. When I say music videos of the 80s, is there one or two that immediately come to mind for you as these were either benchmarks or your favorites or they made an indelible
1: impression? It's going to surprise you as soon as I say it. Blondie. No. No. First, First music video that I absolutely love, Paul Simon. You can call me Al with Chevy Chase. (laughs) <laughs> dude
0: this this song this video does not get enough love i know exactly as soon as you said paul simon i was like he's gonna go with you can call me out and <laughs> because it's chevy chase <laughs> it's so chevy Jason. it <laughs> Him lip syncing the song while little Paul Simon is standing next to him playing is one of the funniest things I have ever seen. And it's as if Chevy Chase is portraying this like he is actually singing this. the facial expressions, the body language. and, and, And Paul Simon is just kind of looking so annoyed and so uncomfortable. And Paul Simon is the quirky little dude anyway. But you put him next to Chevy Chase, who's every bit of 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, He's a tall dude.
1: Playing a little piccolo. At yeah! One point like
0: Such good shit. Yeah, that, that, that's
1: a good one. Then the other one, the one that is going to surprise you, and I'll never get the image out of my head, is Born in the USA with Bruce Springsteen. And we all know how I feel about the boss. Right, But when he turns around, got his head over his shoulder, and he's got the handkerchief hanging out of his back pocket, that's one of the most iconic MTV images of that era. Now, you can go say, no, that's Thriller, you know, or no, that's like a version of Madonna. Bruce Springsteen was just as big as either one of those two in that music video era, especially when you consider uh, what, Dancing in the Dark with Courtney Cox sitting out yeah, in the crowd. I was going to make mention of that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's a great video. Uh, another one, a lot of people don't know it. Jackson Five, during their victory tour, they did a song called Torture. Yeah. That video when Tito turns around and he has that look with that stupid biker hat on his head and those sunglasses. That's the only thing you can, that's just like the People some butt head episode. Tito, <laughs> you know, he turns around. <coughs> um, and there's a music video out there. Uh, a lot of people, when I mention it to them, they have no idea what I'm talking about. And then when they watch the music video, uh, and I implore you. Get on YouTube. Check this out. Jefferson Starship. No Way Out. One of the oddest music videos you have ever watched in your life. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. I don't get it. Never understood it. Jefferson Starship or Starship, whatever you want to call them. Iconic man. Weird ass video. You know who
0: else had really weird videos but the music made sense to it but the presentation of the way the video was shot was something so extraordinary for that time anything by peter gabriel like sledgehammer
1: oh yeah, yeah Peter he...
0: gabriel as it, he is uber talented doesn't get enough credit for his contributions to the music industry and especially the music videos um sl- sledgehammer unto itself is uh one of my favorite ones but when you talk about music videos of the 80s and if if anybody was to ask me you know point blank well you know quick what's the first video that comes to mind money for nothing by dire oh, straits,
1: dire straits. Yeah. yeah
0: that to me epitomizes the 1980s in music video you know, just the way, just all the neons and the graphics and like that. There, that video pukes the nineteen eighties. Uh, you know,
1: and the guy that really took advantage of that music videos and music in general of the eighties made some iconic videos in his own right, and that was Weird Al Yankovic. Like he took the Dire Straits money for nothing, and turned it into uh, the Clampets. Right. You know? and you know it was still money for nothing i believe the name of the song was but he took the peter gabriel or not peter dire straits video and made it into a poverty hillbillies video which was pretty damn awesome same thing with beat it he took eat it did the exact same video and just did it did it parried it, parried it. Parried it. Yeah. <laughs> and you know i think by Weird Al doing that. I remember he actually came out with a VHS tape. It was Weird Al Yankovic, the music videos. Yeah. And it was all the videos that he parodied from MTV.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Weird Al Yankovic, we're going to have to do a whole episode on that dude because oh, yeah. he is so fascinating. You know, a lot of people just, and I, I don't want to go on the on tremendous sidebar because, like I said, this is the guy that deserves his own video but or his own episodes sorry folks i've been up for literally 10 minutes um uh, so but he he is somebody like he got it he found his niche he got it and became an icon of the 1980s because of his parodies because of the videos i had forgotten about the money for nothing video and and the transition from what Dire Straits was doing into the Beverly Hillbillies and as you said that I could see Jed Clampett in computerized form uh, and I was like damn I forgot that that was a thing.
1: Um, him him, in his surgeon's outfit And like a surgeon Rolling around on the floor in the gurney Like Madonna did And like a virgin An image that is permanently Burned into my brain That I will never get out
0: No, certainly not <laughs> You know, it, that's the thing, dude Like Here in this day and age Well, number one MTV quit playing music videos On the regular uh, A long time ago like, everything made a transition to reality TV and, you know, all this other shit. Like, I don't even know why it seemed like a good idea to get away from what made, what brought you to the dance, more, for the lack of a better term. Um, you know, thank God for VH1, I guess, because, I mean, that's still a thing. They still play music videos, but it just seems like music videos in general just don't have the same appeal or or attention as they used to and is it because i'm not dialed in to to today's music like i probably should be is it because our realms of media has changed we don't watch necessarily tv anymore everything is streamed everything is downloaded Why do you think music videos don't have the kind of attention or impact they
1: that they used to Because music today doesn't have the soul that it did in the 80s. I mean, um, there's very few music videos I remember from the 90s, actually. Like, I can remember Faith No More is the real thing with the goldfish flopping around at the end. Uh, The only other one that really sticks out in my head very prominently was uh, Tool, Sober. And, you know, they're those stop-motion claymation figures in that one um but the 80s man i can i can sit here and rattle off all kinds of music videos just because like i said the the music then i think really was more i don't want to say geared towards younger viewers because i mean if you think about it madonna's like a prayer was very, very controversial. Holy
0: shit. We talked about that on an on earlier episode. Yeah. Like it damn near ruined her yeah. for, for a second until the masses got wind of it and they flopped to her. But man, that could have gone a completely different way. That could have ruined her career.
1: I think maybe music videos are much like Hollywood today. People don't have these bright, brilliant, unique ideas to come up with something new right, and that, that could be part of the problem as well.
0: Could very well be, uh, you know, and not only that, and I guess this has to be taken into consideration too, you know, nowadays, everything is so goddamn expensive. You know, how much would it cost to make a four minute music video? You're looking probably upwards 10, $12 million right out of the gate, you know, well, before you pull the first camera out of its case.
1: Excuse my language when I say this, but I don't want to see a music video about Wet-Ass Pussy or whatever the hell the name of that song was. You know, it doesn't appeal to me. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so, some of the music that they're putting out nowadays, I think it's put out strictly for shock value yeah. and, and, and not for the uh, love of the music itself. It's like, how controversial can we be before we're completely taken off the air? And I I think that's uh, uh, another uh, problem in today's society. You know, we can liken it to pro wrestling. Uh, Finishers have gotten crazy. Used to be Hulk Hogan could finish off a man with a leg drop. In the 90s, Stone Cold Steve Austin could use a stunner to put a guy down. Those are just setup moves anymore. Now we're seeing these fools doing, you know, Flipping Canadian power drivers off a balcony through three tables to the floor, and dudes are kicking out of it. You know, we we could you know have Aha's take on me, and have a nice cartoon music video to go along with it. But instead, we got people like Miley Cyrus going out there, barely wearing bikini bottoms, and you know, show, showing off every asset she's got just to get a rise out of. No pun intended, but to get a rise out of society.
0: Yeah, yeah, true story. Um, and you bring up some tremendous points here. Think about uh, as as the music videos started to progress, for the lack of a better term, and you mentioned shock value. Uh, Marilyn Manson was a game changer in in, in that, in terms of his videos, and I know there is a lot more other hardcore metal bands who release music videos, but Manson uh, somehow or another broke through the the glass ceiling that that type of genre gets, and became a mainstream superstar. And part of that, obviously, his controversial presentation, but his music video for "The Beautiful People." Is what the first time I watched it, dude? I was like, This is fucked. (laughs) Rob Zombie is another one. The first time I saw a Rob Zombie video, I was like, Man, what is happening with this guy? But then I got, you know, I was, he had just come onto my radar, though, you know, when it was White Zombie. And uh, uh, he was a game changer. But then I started realizing, Man, This is an extension of who these people are, creatively. You know, I don't know how they are in real life once they take the makeup off and they let their hair down or what have you. It could be completely different people. We don't know. Um, But their public presentation, you know, with Zombie and Manson, a lot of people will, will categorize them as too commercial now because of the level of success. But is it commercialized, or is it that they just appealed... To the masses, you know, that's that's an argument that that
1: could be had to this day. Look at Alice Cooper, one of the most intelligent people you'll ever meet in your life. Uh, And he's a great golfer, too. But you watch his stage show and he's cutting his head off with a guillotine or being chased around by a giant Frankenstein or. You know, being put in, put in a straitjacket, you know, while he's singing Billion Dollar Babies. Or no, Billion Dollar Babies, he's swinging around a sword and stabbing dollar bills, you know. Uh, I, I think a lot of it has to do with presentation and getting that shock value. I mean, look how much publicity Ozzy Osbourne got when he bit the head off a bat.
0: Right. Yep. So, they, <laughs> That became kind of a tentpole event for Ozzy's career. Because they would make make a play on that in the movie uh, Little Nicky that I just watched here the the other day. I forgot that Ozzy did did a cameo appearance where he does indeed bite the head of a bad offense.
1: You can do it, Ozzy. Bite his freaking head off.
0: Jesus Christ, you sounded just like... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Uh, All right. Well, as you would know, I have found a list.
1: Jason's got
0: a freaking list. (laughs) According to live365.com, they have compiled their top 10 of the best music videos of the 1980s.
1: This better be a good list or I'm going to be pissed off.
0: It's a decent one. I scrolled quickly. Didn't really dial into it, but I scrolled. I actually found this list during the crosstalk, so <coughs> pardon me. Thought I was gonna do another one. I'm like, well, what's this one look like in the night? Okay, number 10 is when doves cry by Prince. Now Prince is one of those other um, icons of the 1980s, but I gotta be honest with you, I didn't have the kind of appreciation for Prince I should have. In the 1980s, that I do now. Yeah.
1: After he died, I appreciate him a lot more. Now, when did do Doves Cry? I don't remember that music video, but I do remember Let's Go Crazy, which I yeah. even think is a better song, honestly. Do you? Yeah, I really do. I-, I love Purple Rain as well. Love Little Red Corvette. But, you know, Let's Go Crazy, I think that's probably one of his more underrated songs. I and mean, that was a great video, too.
0: When I think of the song When Doves Cry, I think of my mom, and here's why. We came home from school one day, my brother and I. We could hear that song playing in the house as we were walking up to the house. And very rarely did my mom let her hair down. Apparently, either she lost track of time, didn't realize we were on our way home, but She was singing that song as we walked into the house, cleaning the house. You know, I I don't know about you, man, but you get into a cleaning mode, you turn on your favorite jams, you you know, you're, you know, you're bebopping along with it, right? Um, I do that at work. I like, I have to, like, I wear AirPods at work. i have to make sure that I am not audible when one of my jams comes on. I don't want anybody being exposed to that kind of hearing fuckery. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But, Hearing my mom sing that song, and as happy as she was in that moment, that song will always, always uh, hit that one trigger in me, man, because it was just like, ugh.
1: I got a story real similar to that, but it has nothing to do with that song. My yeah. mom, the same thing. We come walking into the house, scared the shit out of her, because she was, I, I'd never seen my mom dance before. It shocked me. The Gap Band, you dropped a bomb on me. Oh, shit. Oh, dude. She she was, she was shaking places I didn't know my mom could shake. Scared the hell out of me. <laughs> but every time I hear that song, I think of my mom dancing. You know, I'm not trying to put a downer on this, but I wish I could see my mom <laughs> dance again. You know, her being in the wheelchair and whatnot. She used to love to dance, you know. It just it makes me smile every time I hear that song.
0: I can appreciate that for sure. For sure.
1: Hey, does your peers listen to, to the show? I don't know. I no. doubt it. They don't. Uh, they, they call me up all the time. My cell phone don't work, and my mom's taking her whole index finger, slapping the whole entire side of the phone trying to get it to work. So I doubt it.
0: Okay. Well, in the <laughs> event that they do, hello, in Alabama. So, Alabama. <clears throat> That's where they're at, right, in, in, in Alabama?
1: Alabama, yep. Yeah.
0: All right, number nine on this list, Olivia Newton-John, Physical.
1: Great video, controversial video, hilarious video. Do you put this one above uh, Magic? Magic? Oh, her song, Magic? I do, favorites. but Magic's a good song. But yeah. Physical had so much more airplay than Magic.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I love that that they give me l- little thumbnails. I don't know if you can see that.
1: Right oh, yeah. That. that 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 photo's very iconic of her.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, number eight, I Want to Break Free by Queen.
1: Now, I don't remember the video at all. I don't either.
0: I don't either. The song, obviously, because you turn on any classic rock station, you're you're guaranteed to hear it within about the two hour mark. Like it's part of everybody's rotation, I feel like. And of all the great songs that Queen did, and they did, whether you like them or not, you have to appreciate their contributions. Freddie Mercury, uh you know, one of the most legendary frontmen that that there ever was. Uh, but I don't remember the video. And like the even the thumbnail on here looks like it, it doesn't look like it's a video. It looks like it's a, like an advertising graphic. So I'm going to have to go back and actually do some research as to what this video looks like. But I just felt like uh, that, was, that wasn't that going to be the one for, for me.
1: Um, sidebar, I watched a concert opening of Queen with Adam Lambert front fronting the band. And I just got to say this, man. Seeing Brian Mays on stage still playing guitar. Killing it. Absolutely killing it. But then Adam Lambert doing Radio Gaga was amazing. And it makes me want to go see Adam Lambert front Queen one time. Oh, shit. Oh, dude. Adam Lambert is so good. I know he gets a lot of heat because he's so... Playboyant. Yeah, that's a great word. But uh, he he has an amazing voice and really does. I mean, he, he puts a different spin on Queen, but it, it's amazing in its own right. If you ever get a chance to check out Adam Lambert, Front and Queen, I highly suggest it. Very, very good stuff.
0: <clears throat> well, this next one here is uh, one that provides plenty of... Uh mental screenshots, if you will, in terms of uh, iconic moments and visual presentation. You can't talk about the 80s and not discuss Sidney Lauper. And Those just want to have fun? That's the one. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. And what brought this video to my radar, I mean, obviously, I knew the song from Airplay, you know, from being on the radio. But there are several wrestlers that appear in this video and captain lou albano uh played her dad in this music video and uh i don't know if that's what what drew me to it plus i mean she was part of the rock and wrestling connection she was involved in wrestlemania one cindy lopper was as hot as a firecracker on the fourth of july like she could do no wrong everything she touched for that period of time turned to, to, to gold. This video was the epitome of that.
1: It was. That re- that album itself was great, too. Uh, she had another great video with Good Enough from the Goonie soundtrack. I think she kind of fell off the map when she hit the, her album True Colors came out. While it was a good song, the album itself wasn't just as upbeat as the uh, She's So Unusual album
0: just reading uh, a little bit of of the write up that they have here. Um, to make that video, legendary Saturday Night Live creator, Lauren Michaels, if you are if you know anything about SNL, you know that name. Lorne Michaels gave Lopper free run of his brand new million dollar digital editing equipment for that music
1: video which is kind of cool yeah it is well you know he just believed in her i'm sure i mean yeah like you said she was just as hot as a firecracker back then yeah, it looked she, like one too yeah you know, for yeah yeah <laughs> the
0: bright red orange yellow hair yeah for sure uh number six I'll, I'll be straight up i didn't expect this guy on this list but i'm glad that he is here um robert palmer and addicted to, or,
1: to love. Oh, addicted, addicted to Love,
0: to love. Okay. yeah. Um, the row of models that were synchronized dancing in the background. Robert Palmer, very clean cut, wears a suit in his videos, has a very cool voice. And in the background, he's got the women all looking the same hair, slick back, black dress, bright red ass lips. Um, this became uh, so iconic that it was parody. Or, you know, by a lot of other people, and it's been made mentioned in movies and TV shows, but Robert Palmer is another one of those guys that does not get the just do that he deserves.
1: I remember when that video came out, grocery store uh Kroger came out with the cost cutter prices, and they had those women in their commercial, and their legs acted like scissors. Yeah, and they cut the prices in half. You <laughs> remember that?
0: I do. I I had forgotten about it, but then you said that, and I'm like, yeah, I know exactly what. <laughs> this one, uh, at the halfway point of this list, this was a game changer for genres, and it brought two different genres together in an unlikely, yet very successful co- collaboration. Aerosmith,
1: and Run, Run DMC, DMC. Walk,
0: walk this way. In.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that was a good video, too. I'm, yeah. Uh, I, I could see it in my head right now as we're talking about it. You know, another one just popped in my head, and I hope it's on the list. And if it's not, we really should talk about it later on, maybe in another episode, because it could probably be an episode all itself is the USA for Africa. We are the world. Look at how many of those people came together. That was amazing. Amazing. Amazing.
0: I don't know the number offhand, but if I had to guess, there was every bit of 50 people crammed into that studio and some of the biggest names in the industry. Entertainment, not just music, music and film. Uh, Either they were either singing or they were behind the scenes or they were doing something. And, yeah, that does deserve its own episode because what – the statement that was made with the filming of that, with the recording of that song, is one of the indelible, uh, iconic moments of the 1980s. You know, that is on full display what, what can happen when people put their egos aside and actually work towards something that is bigger and above our petty bullshit. Would you agree with that?
1: Absolutely, 110%. I mean, that's only happened a couple times. Right. Uh, what was that? USA for Africa. And then uh, what was the Christmas one? Do they know it's Christmas? Uh, oh, Band-Aid. Band-Aid. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Uh, I think there was one more. I, at the top of my head, I can't remember what it was. But yeah, man. I mean, very few times and so many people, so many figureheads come together for a common cause and we haven't seen that in 40 years. It's been
0: a long time. Yeah. It's been a long time. I, I feel like, aside from the USA-Africa thing, like it still happens with the annual Farm Aid event. Okay. But it doesn't get the near the attention that it should and used to. Right. Because let's make no mistake about it. I know we're going on a sidebar here. Uh, without farms, without farmers, we'd be fucked. I yep. mean, straight up, and it takes a two- or three-day concert, festival, whatever, to garner attention, to make the masses realize how important farmers and farming is to our country, not just our country, but around
1: the whole goddamn world, you know? Ah, it'll be okay, Jason. You you know, they're making burgers out of plants now, and now scientists are experimenting with bugs so that we get our protein they're making hamburgers out of bugs. Are you hearing about this? It's horrible. I, I am. I,
0: if I have
1: earth, to, if I have to start selling grasshopper burgers out of my counter, I quit. A little too <laughs> uh,
0: what a what an awful thought that is. Number four, we we uh, touched on this a little bit ago. We actually touched on it on a few episodes because, and this is another one I feel like. Could probably garner its own episode, like a prayer,
1: Madonna. Like a prayer.
0: Yeah, yeah. Listen,
1: uh, the only one almost as, as iconic would be like a virgin,
0: right? Like a something or another. Like if you're like a something, Madonna's got, Madonna's got you
1: covered. Yeah, she does. And while she's uncovered.
0: Or so. yeah, ir- <laughs> irony, right? Yeah. Oh, all right. Number three, we we also made mention of this: a sledgehammer. By Peter Gabriel. And how groundbreaking that that was. Uh, uh, Hey. That video. Fun fact. That video. Sledgehammer won nine MTV video music awards in 1987. The most awards a single video has ever won. Think about that. All the Michael Jackson videos, all the Madonna videos, all the Queen videos, all all of these, Bruce Springsteen, you you can go right on down the line. Peter Gabriel's Sledgehammer is the one that garnered the most MTV Video Music Awards of any video back when MTV Video Music Awards meant something. They don't mean dick now.
1: No, they don't. No, they don't.
0: All right. Number two. Take on me,
1: ah ha! That's Take, yeah, yeah. What can you say about that video? So,
0: well, can I just yeah? The 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 video, iconic, cutting edge, uh, you know, before its time. When you combine animation with real life, uh, it was a big thing. It was a yep. big thing. The, I cannot stand the song. I'll I'll be straight up with you. I hate the song. Uh, but I appreciate the music video for, for what it is.
1: Guess I might have to try that at karaoke one night.
0: I'm busy that night. I
1: was going to say, so, probably not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, coming in here at number one. And how could it not be number one?
1: But White Snake. Guess, White Snake, here I go again with Tawny Katane. No, but that is an honorable mention. <laughs> <laughs> it better
0: be. I mean, shit. That... Yeah, no, I'm I'm afraid it's not White Snake.
1: It needs to be. I mean, her on the hood of that car, flipping her hair around, that gave you ammunition in the spank bank for the next 30 years.
0: She's still living. <laughs> I thought I had heard that she had passed away.
1: Uh, let, let me, well, while you're announcing number one, I will take a look here and uh, find out. All I right. thought I heard that she passed away. So. Yep, she passed away. Number one. Oh, she did. 2021, uh, in October 2021,
0: Cardiomyopathy, Heart Disease. Okay. Well, this is the one that set the bar for music videos. And when you get John Landis involved, there is no telling what you're going to get in terms of your uh, final presentation. But what wound up being was a 13-minute short film more or less for the music video for thriller by Michael Jackson.
1: I'm shocked.
0: I know. I know <laughs> what you are. This is a multi part music video. First you were seeing Michael Jackson as a werewolf, which freaked the fuck out of me. I'll be straight up the first time I saw it.
1: Most iconic part of that video, the first, the very first thing, Vincent Price doing the intro.
0: Yeah. They couldn't have picked a better dude for that. No, no. That's another dude that in this day and age, more people need to go back and um, spend a little time researching Vincent Price and what he meant to the horror genre. He, I mean, he's got one of them voices that is unmistakable.
1: And father of horror.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And for the producers of the thriller album to reach out to him and bring him in and in the way that they did, like he narrated different parts of that, of the song of the music video, you go, you make the transition from the, uh, the elaborateness of Michael becoming a werewolf. And, you know, it's part of like the movie that he and his girl are watching and all this other shit. And then, um, Uh, You fast forward, and she's turning around, and boom, he's a fucking zombie. But that dance scene with the army of zombies and Michael's front and center, dude, my brother and I spent hours, when we got that video on VHS, we would pause it, like, every 25 seconds and try to replicate the moves. We got pretty good at it. Not perfect but we got pretty good, pretty synced up with it. So anytime that Michael Jackson Thriller comes around, especially around Halloween time, I am reminded of that. And I really don't, like, I aside from the Queen entry in, in this top 10, and I guess, you know, from a personal standpoint, I wouldn't put AHA in there, although I understand why they are because of the cutting-edge technology that it took to put that video together uh this was almost a damn near perfect list and you could not have anybody other than thriller at number one in my opinion
1: yeah no that that was the epitome of music videos that's what put music videos on the map i remember the anticipation for the debut of that music video um it really in retrospect it really makes you I don't know. I know a lot of people think that the Buggles video killed a radio star put MTV on a map, but it was Michael Jackson's Thriller that put MTV on a map.
0: I'll be straight up. I think I seen the uh, first music video ever like one time. That's how much of an impression it like, made. Like, of all the music, of all the songs you could have put in at the number one spot upon launch, this is the motherfucker that they... they that you start an entire network, I'm sorry. And I realize Thriller came later on. But at the same time, you're absolutely right. Michael Jackson, Thriller is what put MTV on the map. It's what got people interested. and it, I mean, I would be curious to see the numbers and how many people bit the bullet and subscribe to cable television just to get MTV. Because they were very much a reason why people sought cable television at, at that point. Because if, if we're seeing this on this level, you know, with the thriller video, and you know the fact that John Landis, and like I've talked about him before, he did, he made the Blues Brothers. He made, which was criminally underrated in terms of um, fictitious bands here a number, a number of weeks back uh, from my. Est- my astute co-host uh, by Animal House, Coming to America. Like, he's he's had a lot of, of success as a filmmaker. But I, for me personally, the thriller video is one of those things that he can le- legit hang his hat on as, I did that.
1: Well, check this out. I know we're at the 59-minute mark, but I'm just going to put this out here. <laughs> the, no- the number one video, Okay. Go go run through it real quick. I want you to know if, I want you to tell me if you've ever seen these music videos, okay? Okay. This is the first 10 music videos that aired on MTV. (coughs) Number one, Video Killed the Radio Star. Yep. Number two, You Better Run by Pat Benatar.
0: Really?
1: Yeah. I've never even heard of the song, let alone see the video. No? Number three, She Won't Dance With Me by Rod Stewart. Okay, that one I know. Okay, number four, You Better, You Bet by The Who. The Who did music videos? Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Uh, number five, Little Susie's On The Up by Ph.D. Number six, We Don't Talk Anymore by Cliff Richard. Number seven, Brass in Pocket by The Pretenders. Number eight, Time Heels by Todd Rundgren. Uh, I kind of remember that. Okay. Number nine, you'll know this one. Take It On A Run by REO Speedwagon. Yeah. And number 10, Rockin' the Paradise by Styx. Yeah. Uh, real quick, uh, just a couple that I do know off the top of my head. Number 13 was Hold On Loosely by 38 Special. Uh-huh. Number 16, this surprised me. Iron Maiden by Iron Maiden. No shit. Yep. And then number 20 was Mr. Briefcase by Lee Rettenauer. Yeah, not so, familiar. But we'll jump to number 22 was In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. <laughs> one, Yeah, one of those iconic
0: anthems for sure. Um, yep. really, really appreciated that song.
1: So, But man, I'm going through the top 50 songs here, and I, I know a handful of them. So yeah. pretty cool. Pretty cool. Rapture by Blondie was number 49. So what was 50? Number 50 was Don't Let Go the Coat by The Who. Well, I'll tell you what. The the (laughs) Who. Okay, well, that's great. That's great. Number 55. You better. You bet by The Who again. (laughs) They put these videos on repeat. Well, that's fun. Oh, shit. Well, this was fun. Yeah, yeah.
0: Tell you what, it made it made the hour go by, that's for sure. Yeah, it did. Sure. Um,
1: we still gotta get together our TV theme songs, but we kinda changed it up a little bit. Yes, you wanna go it, into that or do you want me to go into the details? No, I w-
0: no, you go ahead by all means. People so, are tired of hearing me talk.
1: <laughs> okay, so the decision has been made. If the show started in the seventies and runs over into the eighties they will be included in our list. So Jason, you could put the good old boys that started in 79 up on your list. And then the decision has also been made that Jason and I are both going to come up with our own personal top 10s and we're going to compare and contrast to see how well we match up with one another.
0: Very much looking forward to that. We're going to try to get that done recorded in the can and uh, you know in uh uploaded here sooner rather than later uh, I'm very much looking forward to this project i actually have been thinking about that amongst a million other things that run through this dome of mine but uh, very much looking forward to that uh stay tuned to all of our social media outlets for all the information uh, this was a this was a good conversation. I had a lot of fun talking about this stuff. Uh, Can
1: I throw one more thing out there, real quick? Absolutely. Um, we don't know if we're going to do a live event or not coming up here, but I just want to put out there that Backroads Bar and Grill is having a Christmas toy drive, and it's lasting until December fifteenth. So, if you got any new toys or clothing that you want to give and help give children a better holiday this year. You can drop them off at Backroads Bar and Grill, 15217 Apollo Drive in Holly, Michigan. And if you have any questions, you can contact Ashley Cook at 248-820-2824. So give until it hurts. They're really looking to make this toy drive a success this year. And uh, they ain't getting none of my toys. Nope, I'm keeping them all my toys. I'm, I'm a Grinch. My toys are my toys. Don't touch yeah. my toys.
0: Uh, we actually got invited to be a part of that. Actually, uh, Gary sent me a message uh, through Messenger the other day, uh, asking if we would be a part of that. Uh, we got to check the. I have to check the schedule and and things of that nature. But uh, something along those lines. Like anytime you're dealing with kids at Christmas time, like you have my interest. Um, but that you know, obviously, that's something that you and I are going to have have to have to discuss and. Uh, get on, get on the same page. Because make no mistake about it, I love doing live events. I love doing, you know, things of that nature, live podcast events and stuff like that. It just has to make sense, you know. Um, but be that as it may, this is a very important, very important uh, event that that they're putting on at Backroads, uh, the toy drive and all that. So uh, we will put a link up on our Facebook page, uh, as we will with all of the latest news and information on this show and all of the shows here on the pfc entertainment network and I'll, one more time this friday night 6 p.m live on on tv's facebook page the klaus and q show where sean and q and our friend, good friend of the show of the network, Brian Bolf. We're going to be breaking down or previewing the Survivor Series, including the War Games match. So I'm looking forward to talking about that with, with you guys. Um, check out all the new merchandise over at our online store. Just look at cafepress.com forward slash PFC Network. Uh, new, new designs are popping up all the time. You just, you know, keep Keep checking it out. All of our shows have some great merchandise. So,
1: I want to throw one more thing out there. After Thanksgiving, you ain't got nothing to do. I mean, obviously, there's going to be one more show that's going to drop before Thanksgiving. I don't know if we're going to take a little break or not because I think Thanksgiving falls on Wednesday this year. Um, November 24th, downtown Holly, they're having their lighted Christmas parade where Santa Claus comes to town. And then November 25th, 26th, December 2nd and 3rd, and December 9th and 10th, those three weekends, downtown Holly, the Dickens Festival is going to be happening. If you want to see something really cool, you want to do something that really will put you in a Christmas frame of mind, it does it for me every year. I'm inviting you. Jason, I know know you're going to come and check it out. Uh, Come on down to the Holly Dickens Festival. You can check out more information at hollydickensfestival.org. It's awesome, man. We have they turn downtown Holly into like old world England. You you get to see Mr. Scrooge. You get to see tiny Tim Santa Claus will be running around. Hell. I don't even know. There might be even a fat furry buddy, the elf running around downtown this year. We'll have to see.
0: I have been, I've been trying to get to the Dickens festival for years now at this point. Um, This year is priority. I like, I like, I want to check it out, but I want to take my family down to, to check it out too I, I think I think the kids would would really enjoy it I think my wife would my wife needs uh, you know something to kick in the Christmas spirit uh look make no mistake about it things things are weird this year for a lot of people like they i'm seeing more and more posts and I'm hearing more and more conversations of people not being in the Christmas spirit and I totally get it. So something like this. Uh, this has the potential to reinvigorate your, your Christmas spirit. So I'm here for it. I can't wait for it. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to, to, to checking this out. So,
1: and this isn't a paid endorsement though. It should be. <laughs> of course.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, with that, let's go ahead and put a bow on this week's episode. We certainly appreciate everybody tuning in here. And uh, yeah, again, uh this Friday, ON TV, six o'clock, uh Orion ON TV on Facebook, uh the Klaus and Q show. With that, go out this week, be awesome to yourselves and to each other. And we'll see you right back here next week with a brand new episode of Power Tripping through the 80s here on the PFC Entertainment Network.